1: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au
0: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.
2: Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Amy, proudly the doers of insurance. On SCN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David
1: Lithgow. Jumping Jack, guess, a guess, guess, guess. Tom Lynch
2: kicks a goal! Or does he? Oh, wow. It's going to be a review. The umpire thinks it's a goal. That's inconclusive.
0: It's oh, given a, a behind. Gives it his best. It's not quite enough. Tigers have numbers. Dadaher snaffled the goal in the square. Richmond had all their timber. And
2: Dadaher flung a boot at it. Got it over the line. And the
1: Lions lead with a minute to go. He found a chest to Bolter. They've got so much ground to cover, so little time. Rioli, Siren, Brisbane, somehow, somehow they do it. They've turned
0: the table on the Tigers.
1: Welcome to another hour of Jack and Flash, thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmanian real estate experts, and for Amy, the doers of insurance we're live on 1629 SEN Tassie, 1611 SEN track, Northern Tasmania and the SEN app. What a call last night from Jared and Hutto and AJ. Without further ado, we can go to Queensland now where Anthony Hudson, well, the best couple commentators in the game, joins us from the sunny state. Good morning, Hutto. Uh Good morning,
2: Flash. Where's your mate? Where's well,
1: going? look, the, obviously we've just had a bit of a shift in momentum, um, courtesy of a garden footy apparently last night, and I'm
2: not going <laughs> to have I know my, you've got uh, a very good replacement
1: there, but just thought Jack might,
2: you know, have hooked up the equipment from the hotel room this morning.
1: Oh, I think it's um, pretty much a sort of get stuff sort of operation. To be quite frank with you, Hutto.
0: Um It's not a like for like swap, Hutto. You've got a different uh, size player down here today. I don't have. Uh, I couldn't have kicked those goals Jack did when it counted last night.
2: Wow. It was amazing, wasn't it? That second, both of them are very limited. Run up the second one particularly, and uh, I, I mean the second one I, I thought it was every chance, but the first one he kicked in that last quarter. What a goal, boy!
0: Yeah, if it went the other way, I think we'd be talking about just how good he was in those big moments. But uh, footy mm. can be cruel. What did you make it of can. it? It uh, the the, There were so many moments
2: that yes. digest, wasn't there? I, I'm looking forward to... Unfortunately, the TV here, we don't have... Uh, it's uh, still the, the hotel TV. is very NRL-oriented with the Foxtel choices. So I ended up watching the European Gulf last night when we got back rather than watch a replay of the game, which I really wanted to watch that last quarter. And There were so many moments,
1: wasn't there? There was indeed. An interesting start, wasn't it, with the, with the loss of the big boy from, from the Lions and losing your Ruckman in that I guess in such a big game so earlier on and then the tables get turned and Richmond lose such an important player as we know, especially in finals the last five or six years in Dion Prestia. What did you make from it in the commentary box early on? Let's let's start with, with the first loss and the first sub the Lions had early on. Well,
2: it's Always interesting when a, a ruckman gets subbed off when they don't have a like-for-like replacement, isn't it? And I think sometimes it upsets the opposition as much as it upsets the team who's lost the ruckman. And then Curvis had like 26 disposals, I think, and he was a huge physical presence. Um, but McStay did plenty, and uh, it probably got and it got Danaher going. I know he didn't have the perfect game, but he, he, he looked threatening and he and he came up with a with a winning goal. So McInerney, yes, he was a loss and he had that he had the physical advantage over Nan or would have. So they, they lost in that regard. But it didn't it doesn't always necessarily mean that um, that the advantage is, is significant and it just I think it just makes everything a bit more chaotic. I think Prestier's loss is significant. Um, he was already you know, he was it wasn't dominating but he's such an important clearance player for them. So I think his loss was significant. I was surprised Edwards didn't play in the first place, to be honest. So... I, I I thought they had enough young players in the team that they they probably should have chosen Edwards, but um, probably a good reflection on where Richmond are at as they do try and, um, as as they're in some sort of list transition, I suppose, at the moment. But, um, yeah, I think Prestia's impact ended up being more significant, albeit it was only for a half than McInerney.
0: Hutto, a couple of times, Richmond looked like breaking the game open, got sort of two goals up and... Big question marks were on the lines. Were you uh, impressed with the heart they showed and their resolve to keep themselves in the match?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, it's a good point. I, I think Richmond will be, will be filthy on losing the game for a couple of reasons. One, obviously, the review, we'll get to. Um, but even though there was a record number of lead changes, I think 17, record for a final, Amazing. It, it, it still felt like it was Richmond's game. And there was it Brisbane did. playing catch up the whole night, pretty much. Um, and Richmond always seemed to have the answer. I think they had, you know, they had pr- they had the game probably set up the way they would like it. Mostly, um, didn't necessarily reflect it necessarily reflected in the inside 50s. They were probably more even than you would have thought. But particularly in that third quarter, when they got well, kicked three goals in a row, they really threatened to take the game away. And and it, you know, Fostow was on top in defence. Lynch was getting on top of Andrews. Andrews, I think, probably won the night. It was such a great battle. A lot of one-on-one battles, and Andrews was really pushing the line of what's acceptable and what's not. Um so that was that was really good. But it looked but I, I think what you talked about late in that quarter, a few more came with Lockie Neal. He'd been unbelievable all night. But Bailey, he started to electrify and he hasn't really been able to discover his best form that he showed last year and early in this year, really in the back half of the year at all, other than a couple of glimpses here and there. But he was massive. I thought Barry tried hard all night and he given that they were down without lines, he was always gonna be an important player. So I you know, I, I really did think that um, and, and Charlie was good, like his defensive stuff, both with him and out the ball, Cameron did some really important things last night. So yeah, I was I was impressed with Brisbane. I thought the way they they looked like they were just about gone and I'm sure I'm sure the crowd helped them every time they would kick a goal it, it got the place pumping again. Although like there was plenty of Richmond supporters. So yeah, it was a great just a great game of footy and yeah, both coaches said at the end you know, someone had the old, you know, someone had to lose it really it genuinely was a case of that last night. whoever lost was going to be really licking some wounds because they would have thought they were a chance to, to go you know at least one week, maybe even two weeks further
1: fascinating that was an even spread across both teams really wasn 't you look at the lions with Cameron and Hipwood and Danaher, all with three apiece and mm. a bit similar tale for the Tigers. Can I just concentrate on locking Neil for a moment and i i a champion player, Brownlow Medalist, you might have two, you know, going forward. Who knows? Um, I, I, for one, have had a slight query um, just at this level of finals footy, and I guess that reflects Brisbane's last few years where they've been so close, but yet so far in many respects. And I thought, you know, and he's got to carry the weight of so much burden on that midfield. I thought that was his greatest game of his career last night. Uh, what, what did you what, what did you feel being touching distance there last night from your perspective?
2: Yeah, I know it's hard to disagree with that. I think I really loved what he did in his Brownlow year. Like I think he became a much better player, and I always had extra admiration for those players that are already top liners that can then find a way to improve. He he, he straight away in the start of that year, you, you notice that he started he was kicking the ball a little bit more. Uh, he was getting forward a little bit more um, and I think that uh, you know in the shorter games might have helped a little bit but that that sort of was something he was able to do and then he had a disappointing year last year with a bit of injury and the form wasn't as good and he went away in the off season, and he just got you know there was talk he was going to go home so obviously there's a few issues going on and then he just got even fitter and so he's just he's just you just see him you see him there and suddenly he's over there and just that ability to get contest to contest, and and to be able to produce a game like that in a final, um, and you know, and, and still has carried on being a more damaging player. Being able to not he doesn't hit the scoreboard a lot, but more than he did, and, and certainly you know con- contributes in the lead up to goals. Yeah, that was a hell of a game. He's carrying without Jared Lyons, who's there probably next next most. Uh, uh, Bringer of the, the you know the muscle around the contest. Um, that was a that was just a heroic performance. You'd have to question why Richmond weren't tighter on him. It was pretty obvious to it, that he was the key. And they don't tag generally Richmond. Graham, obviously not super fit, and they chose not to play him. So they didn't really have a tagger in the team. I think they'd regret that.
0: Hello. Part of me just wants to focus on the spectacle and what we saw last night. I mean. The best parts of our game on display, uh, especially goal kicking, and that's what I love to see. But of course, yep. the big talking point is the Tom Lynch kick and the decision. Um, when you called it on the radio, if you were driving in your car and you hear goal, and that puts Richmond what nine points up? That's right. You would have been pumping yep. the air, and then you called it so beautifully. Hang on, but wait—you know, it was almost <laughs> like there's more. Um, did you see more? I yeah. mean, that's the question. Did you yeah. see more? Where
2: like, were you? Did you no, have a good vantage we point. Did, we, well, we were, we were on the other side of the ground, so we didn't have a view. I, I, I'm trying to remember who whose reaction I went off to say it was a goal because Tom Lynch certainly didn't give that indication. I, I think it was the goal umpire's body language, which you get used to reading over time, that made me think it was a goal. And and then, but hang, he didn't look completely convinced. <laughs> All of a sudden, as you said, it was like that, and. Oh, wouldn't it have be, uh, been great to have had uh, eyes in the bunker last night and then even eyes in the, um, in the, in the, or, or some sort of uh, supersonic way of understanding what was going through the man in the arc's head last night? Did he look at the reaction from Lynch? So did he have that, just subconsciously know that Lynch didn't, either, either didn't think it was a goal or didn't know? I mean, geez, it was hard to, I, I, again, I haven't had, because of, we're on the road. I haven't had the opportunity to look on a really big screen and look back at it frame by frame. But from mm. what we saw last night, it's it, 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 it short. It looked like it was above the post. But there is so much parallax error or whatever the technical term is <laughs> in a two-dimensional um, two-dimensional f- angles that we have of something that is three-dimensional that Correct. I don't think you could, can, from what I saw, I don't think you could overrule that. But, of course, the AFL has ticked it off. They've done oh. a great job. They've picked their own work off.
0: Well done. It, it, it's, sorry, you go. No, going, I was Jay. just going to say we know how persuasive a um, an appeal can be in cricket. I mean, maybe Lynch should have just uh, no, I, run yeah. back to the middle and high five. Well,
1: this is look, and it shouldn't become part of the discussion. But I, as I said to you earlier, as was at the top of the show, is that if I kick that goal over at AHA twos, <laughs> and in that situation, I'm walking back with a fist pump, and I'm. Let's go, boys. Bang. He's called it a goal, and it shouldn't be part of the discussion. And that
2: says a lot about your character, Flash, I think. Well,
1: possibly. However, you've got, a bending, <laughs> you've got a bending banana kick, so the ball's spinning the other direction. So that three-dimensional comment you make is yeah. very important in this whole discussion. I'm selling the goal, because it's a 50-50, and, like, yeah. and this is hard to... To you know, to actually say this definitively, but that makes a difference to that outcome last night because I can't believe yeah. that if the goal, the, the goal umpires called a goal, the bloke that's kicked, that's pumped the fist, he's going back to high five Jack Revolt and, and Rioli, whoever's around him. I reckon we're having a different discussion, which is which says a lot about where we're at. Is that is that reasonable to say that Hutto? Yeah,
2: it does. It... Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, and I, I was having a go at your character. I would have done the same. Don't worry, I would have been Of course, you would have I've played. And I've played um, some sport with you. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, I would have dubbed it right through the middle. But anyway, that's another story. Um, <laughs> no, it, it's it's such a it's such an it's an interesting and really difficult, complicated discussion. So much resources go into the arc, and now they want to put more in. And is it worth it? Why don't we trust the goal umpires? And I have no issue with that. Uh, View. if we want to say we're just going to trust the goal umpires and we're going to live with the mistakes yes. that that is fine but then we have to all make a pact that we are going to live with the mistakes so when we get an absolute howler we can see it clearly on the replay and not nah, we're just going to accept that that was a mistake there's so many mistakes made by umpires and players all through the game so we've just got to agree with that what what we have seen with like we used to be sold by the afl that Oh, I remember one year we were told, the umpires, goal umpires, we've reviewed it, and they made three mistakes for the season. Well, mm. we've since seen that there was a, there was a complete lie because <laughs> within, a, within, a, within a match there's two or three where the goal umpires have no, don't really know yes. whether they've made the right call or not, minimum. So I think you, know, you can see why it's been brought in. You can see the need. So it, it seems like this happens in every sport. It's brought in for the howler. It then becomes way more than that and I, I don't really know why like if you just if you keep the if you keep the specifications and the and the uh the, the breadth of what you can what you can and can't do then then we can have it where it can it can just clean up the little obvious errors and if there's any doubt whatsoever you just go back to the goal umpire, and that that's probably where I think it should live um but, you know, if, and obviously if there's technology that's affordable and all that that's going to improve, great. But it does come at an enormous expense to the game, and those expenses could be spent probably better in, elsewhere.
1: Uh, last one before we let you go, Hutto. Um, the footy for the rest of the weekend. You're back down in Melbourne tonight. Um, let's start with the Swans in Melbourne. What's your thoughts?
2: Yeah, oh, it's a great weekend. And what, what an electrifying start to the finals. know, yeah, not so, for. Richmond fans, of course, and uh, and uh, someone I know uh, who booked his tickets for the rest of the finals coming from uh, <laughs> coming from Europe to watch Richmond just thought he'd get through the first week finals. <laughs> now, now he's on fixed tickets coming over to watch the other teams, which is great. But um, <laughs> Melbourne and Sydney. Well, I mean, I I have no idea about Sydney. All year they've been a really tricky team to read. Um, I've loved what they've done. Their transformation in the back half of the season has just been terrific and you know, with the likes of Warner and then the maturity of Mills and Heaney and Buddy, when you think he's finished, he turns on a big quarter. So like, I if, it'll be really interesting. And then you've got Melbourne as well. So who looked like they were struggling, but you know, have um, have probably found their best footy. I think you're still as good as anyone. I, I'll, look, I'll tip Melbourne tonight, but it's a guess. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Sydney win. And then Saturday, Geelong and Collingwood kind of massive at the MCG, just massive. You'd have to go with Geelong on form, but we know their record in qualifying finals. But if Collingwood are there with them, then the psychological stuff of what the Pies have done and what's happened to Geelong previously um, will be a factor. And then the forgotten finalists, I feel like it's been a little bit between the Bulldogs. And Fremantle, um, yeah, you know, key players, particularly Libertoros, are big out. So maybe I just, I pr- almost would have kept the dogs, but I, pr- I-, I-, I probably big just way now back to the home of Fremantle. But that's a really difficult game to read. The Dockers beat them most recently, but it was a strange game, that possession game of footy. Rory Lobb was kicking goals from. Fifty-five meters out, which yeah, you're not going to, on angles. You're not going to be able to rely on that to kick a winning score. So it's a, it's that's another one that's a toss of a coin. But yeah, a great weekend of, of footy ahead. And um, unfortunately for Richmond supporters, they're done, and it, now, now we look to see what what happens with them in the off season.
1: It's a it's another topic we could talk a long time. What are they going to be like in 2023? Who retires? Who goes on? Catch all the games of AFL finals right here on SEN Tassie on AFL Nation. Can't wait to hear you and Jared uh, go around for the second course of the first week of the finals, and it really does promise to be a beauty tonight. Looking forward to the D's and the Swans from the MCG. Thanks for joining us. Hado. Yes. Thanks. Thanks, boys. I- I enjoyed it.
2: Good
1: calling. Anthony Hudson coming one to of the us best. live from Queensland. More than one of the best. He's right up there with the very, very best. And what a game it was and what a call from Jared. Footy's pretty healthy, isn't it? Like oh. We had a, you know,
0: the, the health of the game was a hot topic a while ago, but um, we've seen some perfect footy this year. The sort of stuff that we grew up with. High scoring last night was high scoring. It was an epic, no doubt about it.